You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Listeners, it is time for one of my favorite shows of the entire year. One might think it'd be the Babington Preview Show, the Kentucky Preview Show. In reality, it is the Valentine Special because this is where we pit some eventing power couples head to head uh, and find out a little bit more about them. And we are going to start with a powerhouse duo in eventing, Boyd and Silver Martin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us, mate. I don't know about for a powerhouse. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Silver's a powerhouse. Take it, absolutely take it. Set the scene for us. Where are you now? All right. We're uh, currently in Pennsylvania. I'm about to head to South Carolina to uh, go down with a bunch of the horses to uh, prepare down south for the season. And Silver's staying here in Pennsylvania with three very well-behaved children. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're and that, that is, that's all I need to say. Um, Silver, just take us back to meeting Boyd for the first time. Yeah. Was it love at first sight? Okay. Uh, well, I, I, it wasn't love at first sight because um, I went to, I, I'm German and I went to Australia to uh, train some horses and learn English. I didn't speak English at the time. And I was there for maybe two weeks and then I went to, to a dressage show and there's this guy with long hair on crutches limping over to me and just, like sticking out his hand saying, Boyd Martin. And I thought, who is that dude? And that was him. Yeah. Boyd, were you playing so, uh, it cool? Yeah, I mean, don't forget we're in Australia. So there, you don't see too many Europeans in Australia. And um, long story short, I, I had a broken leg at the time and uh, Silver obviously caught my eye. So at the dressage show, I, I, we were going to the horse races in Newcastle, I think the next day. Um, and so I, I was going with a, a group of my friends, a few of the boys, and I thought, what what a kind gesture to invite this young lady from Germany over to see a, a taste of Australian culture. So I invited her to the races. I, I don't even think she understood where I was, what we were saying. And uh, anyway, I took her to the races the next day. It was a Sunday. And, uh, and I think I was the best of a bad lot. I was with five or six no, of my no, mates and we were we went to the Newcastle races and uh it was a disastrous day we 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 drank too much we lost a lot of money gambling and uh and I didn't speak the language so I was a little bit in over my head I I could not believe what I was seeing and I think I just came across better than the other guys because uh yeah I I selected my rough and ready mates that uh you know so I, I probably appeared better than I, I was. Uh, and, uh, yeah, basically she fell in love uh, at first not. sight. And, uh, <laughs> and after that, I, I couldn't get rid of her. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Um, Silva, <laughs> would you like to add your version of the story? Yeah, so the, the version was pretty good, except for the part that he was looking good because he was not looking good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we did go to the race. And I... I First of all, my English was very limited at the time. And so when Boyd and this group of young people, which I didn't really know anybody there, and I thought, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing, but it sounds like they're doing something together. And I, I might as well just go along because I'm, 
you know, I love to meet young people and just kind of get out there. And, and so I went, I didn't know what we we're doing or, or what was happening. And I was a little bit, you know, me being German from a, from all these dressage bands in Germany, I was a little bit um, thrown into the cold water. So we had at the horse races and these boys were just getting drunk and gambling and I had never seen anything like it. And, um, yeah, so I, I have to tell you, it was not love at first sight. <laughs> so, I mean, let's fast forward. We're talking, what, 25 years yeah. ago? 20, 25 years ago? I think almost 23 years ago. Okay, so you have obviously left Germany, gone to Australia. Boyd's then left Australia. You're now in the US. So take us through that journey quickly. Well, it was... Um... Yeah, it's been a long road. I think obviously both Silver and I were, you know, first starting out in the separate equestrian sports, and and then uh, she she decided to stick around in Australia, and we sort of started a, a bit of a business together at Heath Rhines at Lochinvar at the New South Wales Equestrian Centre and joint forces. And I had event horses, she had dressage horses, and uh, uh, we, you know, it was it was tough going at the beginning, obviously, just because it was. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to get started when you're young, but we were teaching a lot and starting young horses, breeding some horses, and uh, and then uh, Silver, I think, started riding a couple of Grand Prix dressage horses, and I started banging around five-star eventing, and uh, and then we uh, basically, I wanted to test eventing in another country, so uh, we put a horse on a cargo plane called Ying Yang Yo to uh, America and we I came over on the cargo plane with him and Silver met me in Kentucky and we uh, fell in love with the American uh, equestrian culture and uh, we did Kentucky and I, I asked Philip if maybe we could come back and work for him and he said yeah go and we went home and we, we sold all our stuff we we got married on the the just after Christmas and January 1st uh, we both went to America except Silver didn't get in because she didn't have her visa organized. So we got married and, and I got into America and they, they were a bit skeptical of Silver. So she got <laughs> she got shunned back to Australia and we didn't we didn't see each other for three or four months. And then finally the Yanks decided uh, Silver was worthy of, of entering into America and uh, we both got a job for Philip Dutton with Philip Dutton and lived uh, above his garage and uh, yeah, it's been a, a roller coaster ever since. So. Uh, if we're talking Valentines, would one of you be more romantic than the other? Are either of you <laughs> particularly romantic? Uh, no, no, I don't think any of us is very romantic. Well, Boyd well, likes well, to point out well. that he's very romantic, <laughs> but Boyd couldn't be more of the opposite. What's the um, most romantic uh, thing you've ever done, Boyd, for Silver? Apart from take her to uh, the races, get drunk and gamble. To be honest, Nicole, I don't know how to say this, it's pretty much every day's Valentine's Day when you're married to me. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm serious. In the more like you wake up in the morning and open your eyes and you look across and there I am and you know from uh, <laughs> so I often make so make boring. breakfast for everyone, bring a coffee. Oh my God! And I then, wish that would ever happen. And then you know often you know cook dinner, wine, and clean the house and oh yeah, it's uh, it's. It's she's she's landed on her feet here. Boy, I mean, doesn't even know how to start the dishwasher. By the way, he, he doesn't like, 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 like Boyd doesn't wouldn't Boyd doesn't even know how to boil pasta. 
<laughs> I feel like now he said it on the podcast, Silver. There are uh, grounds to saying, I want that cup of coffee in bed tomorrow morning. Yeah. To be honest. Well, well, let me tell you, and I know this, is, this wasn't a Valentine's gift, but my 22nd birthday, which was a long time ago, Boyd gave me a tie-dye purse. And for people that know me, they know that I'm not a tie-dye kind of girl. And a CD rack. And I didn't even own the CD, but he, it was on sale. So he bought a CD rack <laughs> in case I was going to buy a CD so yeah. that, that's how good he's at present giving. Yeah. Uh, practical. Practical. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. After after 22 years, you buy the present, give it to him and say, this is what I would like for Christmas. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So the, key okay. is, the key is, Nicole, say you start out when you're 22 years old with like a really expensive present, then like you can only go down from there. And like <laughs> I decided, right, I, she might be a key for this one. So we'll... Just start off with a very modest present so yeah. the expectations aren't too high and then the following year is just a little bit better, you know, and and then, you know, twenty something years later, you know, she's looking at probably a bunch of flowers and uh, nice jewelry and I know. every year is better and better. Yeah. So every Valentine's Day I get a whole like shopping bag full of candy that he likes. Like none <laughs> of the candy that I would choose. It's a whole bag of candy in a plastic shopping bag that he likes. <laughs> uh, and then and I presume he helps you eat it. All. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, she's really selling you here, Boyd. Big things, big things for 2024. We're going to be expecting them. Right. Let's crack on with the quiz. So would you, would you feel confident about your eventing general knowledge, you two? Yeah, Silver's actually ridden. When I first met her, she actually rode Neville Bardos at his first baby event. And then she rode a four-star, her third event, she did a three-star short on a, a four-star horse called Brady Bunch. So she's done about four events and you you couldn't do it these days, but her third or fourth event was a three-star short. It was in dressage boots. In dressage boots. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Impressive. Okay, right. In that case, then, I'm going to dive in. So would you prefer to start with eventing general knowledge or would you prefer to start on some questions about the two of you? Whatever you like. I think the two of us. All right, two of us, right. Two of you, right. Okay, so we sent these questions to Silver. So, Boyd, you are looking for the answer that you think Silver said. This will be easy. Okay, so, I mean, you've got a 50-50 chance to be quite honest. That was very confident fighting talk. Who is the better driver? <laughs> Are you serious? I yep. mean, that's a no-brainer. I mean, Silver's bloody terrifying driving. She's, don't forget, she's blind in one eye and every <laughs> car and truck we have has a dent in it. So I, I think that one's pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm the better driver. That would be an incorrect answer as to what Silver <laughs> said. Incorrect. Okay. Um, okay, right. Next question. Who would be the most fun on a night out? Well, I don't drink anymore, so, but maybe that wasn't fun. I thought it was fun. I don't know. Um, my li- Our lives have changed considerably from uh, our early 20s at the races to now. Our, our lives are pretty quiet. Uh, I don't know. I think Silver and I both have fun when we go out. I uh, don't think one person... Excels the, I, I mean, the problem is I get in trouble if I have too much fun. That's the, one of the <laughs> negatives in my life. No, one of the I only guess. flaws with marrying silver is if I have too much fun, I get in trouble. It's probably the definition uh, of fun. What might be fun for uh, you is 
maybe yeah, not fun. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. well, I think we both yeah. we, we both have equal amount of fun. Lisa. Okay, you got to go one way or the other. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I think I don't know. Silver probably has a lot of fun when I'm not there. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> silver? Silver. She, she, she actually said you, but that uh, but she right. then also um, clarified that wasn't her personal opinion. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Um, okay, right. Don't worry. We can get this back. Um, who gives the best advice? Well, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I think still everyone looks up to me for advice. Uh, all of Silver's friends, if they're having relationship problems or anything like that, I'm probably the go-to person to, you know, give my piece on it. You're so good I'd give for myself advice. That one. Okay. Yep. That's correct. She said you were good for advice too. Who is the most strict parent so i like to run a very tight ship and uh these kids (laughs) basically often call me surf and (laughs) and then when i when i tell them something by god they listen to me yeah right yeah uh, i mean you'd be very surprised of how disciplined uh i am so i I give myself that one (laughs) i think the words were boys a pushover Yes, that is. You might, might, maybe, maybe you're right on that one, actually. Um. Okay. Right. Who is the most competitive? Well, probably. Uh, I'd probably give myself that one. Silver cuddles and coddles them a little bit too much. So when it comes to a, a kid's school sport, although at the last hockey game, I saw Silver screaming at our child and hustling along. But competitive-wise, I mean, for us as individuals, I think uh, we're both. Uh, highly competitive people. Um, so uh, I don't know. I uh, I probably come from a more competitive family. So it's been drilled into me early on in my life. But don't don't be. Silver might smile sweetly, but she's uh, she's an assassin. Behind that pretty face, there's a there's a there's a, uh, a machine there. And, I I mean I'm going to take your your kind of your first answer because I'm feeling kind at this point and say you because that was kind of where you went and then you brought silver into it. And that was the right answer. So okay. uh, you get another point. Um, I discovered a lot. Of, I mean, I, I know I'm competitive, but I discovered a lot about myself at school sports day. Like that, <laughs> that brought out a side to me that really um, I, uh, yeah, I tried to, had to, I had to tamper down slightly. Um, okay. So questions uh, two out of five there. Okay. So we need a comeback. Need a comeback. Okay. On the event in questions. Now you can both answer these. So, first question: Who were the fastest combination around badminton in 2023? 2023. Yeah. It was the really wet year. Just to, that was last year. That was last yeah, that, year. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Canna, yeah, easy. Rob yeah. Canna, beautiful. Yeah. Great round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, funny enough, it's a side note. Like I've watched that round over and over and over again. It was the most masterfully ridden piece of cross-country riding I've seen forever I loved it it was I agree completely and utterly beautiful uh, she also went way later in the day than the most of well mm. say way later in and, the day and, than and, most and other people horse, right at the end of the day horse and rider like in a league of her own riding wise and horse wise like I mean the thing hardly looked like it sunk into the ground it was an incredible you know duo she went and did the same at the Europeans when that was absolutely bottomless ground and nobody else made the time and she just went and cruised around. But I have to say it, she's not the right answer because actually she was the second fastest 
Uh, one oh, wow. very speedy Irish rider called Austin O'Connor, Colorado Blue, who oh, then, of Austin course, went on to Maryland. He was the fastest of the day. Yes. Uh, oh, wow. Sorry, um, Austin. You're, you're sorry, Austin, Austin too, mate. I've watched your, your video around Maryland a hundred <laughs> times too, so don't be offended. Um, okay, next question. Who won the World Championship title in 2022? At 2022, which, uh, where was oh, that? At, at Fratoni. Fratoni? Yeah. Yes, yes. What's the name? Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah, Yasmin yeah. on the beautiful chestnut horse. Yeah. Correct. Yep, another yeah. point. Unbelievable uh, rider and horse again. And, uh, yeah, one to watch next. Uh, what's this, is this year the Olympics? Both yeah. uh, this year, Roz and yeah. Her would be. Olympics hard to pick the English team, wouldn't it? Pretty brutal picking the English team, I'm not going to lie, um, or the British team, I should say. It'd be interesting to see if Yaz actually comes back over. She's been obviously over to Kentucky for the past two years. I don't know whether that might be the plan again this spring, so watch this space. Okay, so you get a point there. Which rider had the most international wins in 2023? Was it, was it a Yank? It was. A Carolyn Martin. Uh, Carolyn Pacucci. Oh, yep, yeah, correct. Uh, star of the Valentine Show this time last year, listeners. There you go. What score? And I'm looking for the score. I'll give you half a point if you'll just get the like the first part of the score. Uh, what score did Tammy Smith win on in Kentucky? She won on a uh, she won on a twenty five. Oh, you're so close, so close. Twenty four point two. Oh, see, I knew it. Oh, yes, okay. Okay, next one, Boyd, is actually that, about that, you. That, you should give me a point for that. That's pretty great. You were I'd with... have no idea of the. I, I have no idea of the score, but it was a freaking awesome win. I and, know, but uh, it was you amazing. Should give me a point for that. That's pretty good, and I'm sorry I made it worse than it was, but it was really only a little tiny bit. Tiny bit. I'll give you half a point because it was within okay, a mark. I'm feeling generous. Thank there we go. Um, okay, Boyd, this one's about you. What is your lowest? ever international finishing score and i'm actually going to just premise this is to say it's back to 2008 i don't think you went lower than this pre-2008 but i'm just putting that out there as a little disclaimer just in case um no idea no let me let me think about uh you don't have to think back that far it was lou moulin right any international <laughs> no idea i think it was luca lou moulin no 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 it wasn't. Um, what was, what was the lowest score? I don't know. Tell us, mate. 23. Asti's Charming. Two-star long in Bromont. Last oh, year. right. Old Charm. There you go. Um, there you go. Your best dressage score at five-star, Boyd. Uh, Again, if you get 20... within, if you get it exactly, then you'll get the full point. If you get within a mark either side, I'll give you half a point. Okay, you got uh, uh, you're under 26. I think it was it, I think it was on cue Kentucky 2000 and whatever that was 22 maybe No, I don't. It was a 25. It was a 25. Very good. See? 25. Which Uh do you know what? I think it will be on cue. 25, I yeah. Maryland, cue. Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Okay. Anyway, twenty twenty-one. But hey, you got it. you got that. You got the point. That's fine. Um, okay. So you're up to uh, three and a half for this round. Um, right. Where are we now? We are at which five star of twenty twenty-three had the best finishing score? Twenty twenty-three. Anybody? Yeah. Did, uh, yeah. I reckon that'd be Tammy again, wouldn't it? Because the rain like hell. Think where you went. Think where you went. Uh, wouldn't have been Burley. 
uh, sorry. Uh, was it um, no, it was Le, uh, Mullen, Le Mullen with, with uh, London 52, yeah. Laura Collette. Yeah, Laura Collette, yeah. London 52. Correct. 20.3. Disgusting yeah, score, right. to be honest. 20.3 right. out of five star. But, Men. But, I mean, I'd hate to be a man in England trying to make the Olympic team <laughs> at the moment. Because if you think about it, you know, Yasmin and then Rod that Cantor. Rod Cantor and uh, Laura Collette. I mean, jeez. Yeah, then uh, Kitty King. Yeah. King, there's a, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of girl power going on, but the, Tom right. McEwen and Oliver Townend like to hold their own. Okay. In which year did eventing first appear in the Olympics? Bonus point if you can tell me the city they were held in. What about Mexico? I saw pictures of them riding through a river in Mexico. Is that, I don't know. Does that make a bit, ring a bell? Well, what year was that? I don't know. 60? Something like that. No. Go back earlier. Yeah, that was before my time, Nicole. <laughs> I can't really read history books. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. 1912, Stockholm. You're kidding. 12? No, it's been a long time. Wow. Long, long time. But wow. yeah, they, they probably didn't even have helmets. Yeah. yeah. Wow. To be fair, I think even in, what, the, the 50s, 60s, I don't think they had helmets then, did they? Uh, All sorts. Uh, okay, who is the first rider to have won five gold medals? at the Olympic Games in eventing? Um, uh, Bill Roycroft? Nope. Not Mark Todd. Yeah. yeah, Mark Todd. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and name the first American rider to win an individual gold medal in eventing at the Olympics. Uh, David O'Connor. Are you conferring yeah, or are you? Uh, maybe. Or was it before? Yeah, probably David O'Connor. Was it at Sydney or was it one of the old guy, older guys in the 70s? 80s. Go older. Um, Mike Plum? Very, very, very good guess. At Tad Coffin. Tad Coffin. Oh, okay. 1976, Montreal. Oh, up in Bromont. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So we got you know, four and a half. When we go to Bromont, when we go to Bromont, you know, the Olympic sign is still up on the hills. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, how excited, just on a side note, are you? And have you, of course, you've started thinking about Home Olympics 2028? Uh, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, it's uh, so far away. It's 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 hard to get. Um, I think it's exciting for American eventing. It's really exciting for Californian eventing. Uh, I I heard a rumor that um, that the cross country will be at Galway Downs, which would make a, an incredible venue even more incredible. So um, keep that under your hat because I wasn't supposed to talk about it, but I I, I heard that, that that's the rumor. <laughs> and if if that's the case. Uh, it's going to make Galway Downs the, one of the premier venues of the of the country and the world, and uh, it's already an awesome piece of ground. So um, yeah, it's very very exciting for the sport here in America. Nice little secret between us three and a few thousand of our closest listeners. I'd say I'd heard that ru- I'd heard that rumor too. So I don't I don't think yeah. we're I don't think we're saying anything. Should be saying. Uh, we'll we'll move on. Right, couple of quick ones for you. These are going to be. Um, pretty straightforward and then this is it so on average who spends more on valentine's day gifts men or women Um, Uh, men men. Men. definitely men good answer Uh, apparently 231 dollars in comparison to women's 101 dollars oh i don't think i've ever spent that much on like five bucks on a bunch of flowers (laughs) On the sweets, on the candy. What is the name of the winged child often depicted with a bow and arrow that symbolises love? 
on Valentine's Day. Um, what was the name of the child, did you say? Yeah, so yeah. It, you would you would know of this name no significantly when you think of Valentine's Day. I have no idea. No idea. Cupid. Cupid. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Um, in which country is it traditional for women to give men chocolate on Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't know, but we should move there. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe in... France. Well, let's see, a chocolate country. Switzerland. Japan. But I liked the thinking behind uh, that. That was good thinking behind it. Okay, approximately Japanese how many pounds of chocolate are purchased in the US during the week leading up to Valentine's Day? Um, oh, and then I've got you three uh, different, I've got you four different. So uh, 58 uh, million pounds worth, three. 100 million pounds worth, 35 million pounds worth, or 75 million pounds worth? 75. Go, D. For me, really, I go uh, B. A hundred million. Is that the answer? Hundred million. No, it was A. Fifty-eight million. Quite uh, a lot of yeah, pounds of chocolate. Um, final question: um, Who is typically credited with sending the first Valentine's Day card in the 1400s? And I have got options for you. Um, Hang on, what's the question? Who is who is typically credited with sending the first Valentine's Day card in the 1400s? So go back, think 1400s is a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. William Shakespeare, Queen Victoria, oh, yeah. or Charles, Duke of Orleans? I'm thinking... Shakespeare. Yeah, that's what I'm Pretty thinking. Pretty romantic bloke, wasn't he? I'm thinking Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. Oh, it was Charles, Duke of Orleans, which I would have only gone for because I have no idea who oh. Charles, Duke of Orleans is. Yeah, I was going to say, no I've never heard of him. I know Victoria. Uh, Charles, Duke of Orleans, listeners, we'll give you a quick old history. Oh, he was a French author. He was in the 1400s and basically, I mean, he obviously wrote the, the first Valentine's card. That's pretty much all I can get for you, apart from the fact that his father I mean, was murdered. He, he didn't even invent Valentine. I know. I mean, I don't know what he was playing at. Um, okay, here we go. Let's add up the scores. You got one on that round. So you are seven and a half out of 15. So 7.5. Solid. 50%, that's all right. Not bad. Solid, 50%. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, if that was a dressage test, it would be a penalty mark of 50. Right, right, right. right. Probably. Now, now, you're putting in, now you're putting it into perspective. Yeah, I right. know. Where, where, is that, that's not even a qualifying score, is it? <laughs> it's not an MER. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. MER, yeah. That word is definitely way too confident. Hmm. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, one thing we have very much learnt is that Boyd is an epic romantic kind oh, of yeah. if oh, you yeah. if you um stretch your imagination and you your name is Boyd Martin that's what you think um and silver is a legend boyd yeah. silver th- <laughs> thank you thank you both so so much it has been a pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for um, having this space what we'll do is when we get the the next guests uh, when we find out their score we'll come back to you for a voice note reaction okay fantastic nicole Um, But thank you both very, very much and best of luck over the next few months. Looking forward to what is going to be an exciting season. Fantastic, mate. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so to take on an East Coast eventing power couple in the Martins, we have got a West Coast eventing power couple. James and Helen Alliston, welcome back 
to the podcast. Thanks. We're just going to set the scene. So you guys are currently in the car driving. So if you can hear any background noise, listeners, that would be what it is. All hands-free, all very safe. Um, But you are recording this in person together. And uh, first of all, obviously it's a Valentine's Day special. So take us back to your first encounter with one another. James, when did you first meet Helen? Uh, um, I think we were at, at Galway Downs and we sort of we sort of met in passing. Um, I think Helen was a little bit down the order, so she jumped early. I was at quite a romantic couple because we asked Boyd and Silver this and as you can imagine Boyd's answer quite different to Silver's <laughs> are we a romantic couple yeah, yeah. No, no I would not say we are seeing as how every year at Galway down to November people have to remind us it's our anniversary we don't we don't have to remember <laughs> do you think we're romantic um it's a nice at times at times we are but um maybe not all the time well, put it this way, um, it obviously works for you. So I think that's, uh, that's the best of both worlds. Um, right, quiz time. So there are three categories here. So one of them is sort of the, the Mr. and Mrs. style. Then James has answered some questions. Helen's going to give us, try and match up his answers. One is eventing general knowledge and one is sort of Valentine's general knowledge. So where would you like to start? So Valentine knowledge. Go Valentine's knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's five questions. Is that out of 15, by the way? I'm not going to tell you what Boyd and Silver got because we'll keep that bit a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but what did couples once attach to the Pont des Arts bridge in Paris to symbolize their love? It's quite a famous bridge. You can you can confer <laughs> for these questions, by the way. I don't know. No idea. Padlocks. Ah, oh, I was actually going to say that. Ah, there we go. But I've seen that. I've seen that on the TV or something. Oh, well, this one. Okay, next question. Um, which flower is most commonly associated with Valentine's Day? Rose. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, next question. Which Italian city is known as the City of Love? I thought this was quite hard. I don't know many Italian cities personally, but... them you it will make you feel better to say that you didn't say the right answer and go with the wrong one um verona 
There we go. Um, okay, you'll be delighted to see the back of the Valentine's questions, I'm sure. Um, according to the National Confectioners Association, who knew there was such a thing, uh, what types of chocolates are the most popular flavour in chocolate boxes? Think of your different sort of types of chocolates that you would traditionally get in like a variety like, box. Like, like truffle versus... Yes. Like a, like a strawberry cream. I, I hate them, but I um, hate Truffle. Truffle. Right. Yeah. Truffle chocolate. Truffle. It's not. I Personally, I'm a big fan of a strawberry cream. Um, but no, it's caramel. <laughs> caramel okay. is the is the answer. Okay. Um, We're doing terribly. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Which famous author wrote the tragic love story of Romeo and Juliet? Awesome. Come on, James. This is a really yeah. British question. Yeah. It's Shakespeare. No, it's Shakespeare. Yeah. All right. It is Shakespeare. Correct. Okay. So. <laughs> two out two out of five to get them done and dusted. Okay, so would you like now a venting questions or would you like um your sort of Mr. and Mrs. questions? A venting I think we'll do well at. Venting knowledge. Venting knowledge is good, I think. Solid. How's your knowledge of your own eventing, James? Pretty good, I think. Okay. Right, let's go for it then. Which Olympic Games did the first woman participate in the eventing competition, which obviously marked a significant change in the sport's history? No, we just got a guess on this, don't we? Like 50s, maybe? Do you think? 52. 52. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you worked that to make sure that's the one. It was not 52. Um, although it was a US rider, she was called Helena Dupont, and it was at the 1964 Olympics. And the reason it would have been talked about more recently is because it was actually in Tokyo. There you go, learn something new every day. Okay, what is the lowest ever five star finishing score? We're going to basically find out the uh, 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 like what was Laura Collins when at the Moulin when she won? That must have been quite low. Yeah, and you were within a penalty, which I think yeah. I gave a similar amount of leniency at, at a point to Boyd and Silver. So that that we were rounding up. Yeah. Um, we around that. yeah, that's okay. Which rider has the most five star wins? I'd go Fox Pen, I think. Correct. Well, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Be glad that I jumped in there, Helen, before um, you called him out. <laughs> yeah, overall. No, I just wanted to think he just batted up so fast. I was pretty sure on that one. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, James, this one's on you. Since 2008, how many internationals have you won? Like, on their So, any international, so any FEI classification? Tokyo. 
since 2008. Oh, well, uh, uh, you can have a question on something at Burley last year or something on US Five Stars last year. Which would you prefer? I'd go US Five Stars. So you're doing yeah. Yeah. US Five Stars. Okay, between Kentucky and Maryland last year in the Five Stars, how many riders went inside the time in the cross country? So Phelps and Neofali, that's one. Yeah, that's one. Kentucky, let's go down the leaderboard, right? Yeah. Tammy was in through the time. Yeah. French, Frenchy. Yeah, Maxine Lillier. Yeah, Maxine Lillier. Three. Was Contessa inside the time? No. Phil had done one second over. Z was one second over, I believe. So that doesn't count. David Dole. Yeah. Was Holiday? Yeah. Oh, no, no, she had like two, Just add a couple more. Six. Yeah. Six. We're going with. Oh, you're so close. Seven. <laughs> uh, um, I liked the theory of just adding a couple. You actually, the ones that you missed of the ones that you didn't talk about, Will Coleman off the record. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, you got Maxime Livio, Caruso Boimaratan. You got um, Tammy and My Balm. Uh, Sandra Orforth, Viamant Dumas. Oh, um, David yeah. Dole, Galileo, New Mode. And Emily Hamel. Hamel? I always get that one confused. Oh, oh, uh, Corvette. Yes. Uh, so there you go. So there were six at Kentucky. You were right. There was only one in Maryland. Okay. Gosh, close. Right. Uh, where are you? Okay, you're three and a half points at the moment. You need a strong final round. <laughs> okay. Three and a half. I like that we go three and a half points. <laughs> uh, right. In this case, these are questions that James has answered. So, Helen, you have got to match the answer of what you think James will have put. You might not agree with him. You can disagree afterwards, but this is what you think he will have put. Okay, who is the better driver? I'm trying to decide if he put suck-up answers or what he actually <laughs> I need to go with suck-up and say me. Correct. I mean, you're in the car together now and you're driving, Helen. How do you guys decide? Because I know that me and my husband both like to drive. and I, I don't want always... to drive. I don't want to drive at night, so we have to drive at home. Oh, okay. That's, okay, that's fair. That's very fair. Who is the most competitive? Uh, me. Correct. Who gives the best advice? Uh, James, I would say. Correct. Um, who is most likely to be the last person standing? The last person standing? Yeah, so, I mean, I take that as if you've gone to a party, who's the... Well, no. Um, I took it that if you've gone to a party, who's the last man standing? Who who wants to go home first? I was thinking it. He was thinking Hunger Games. So if he was thinking Hunger Games... Oh, Hunger Games. Oh, okay. That's that's quite a cool way of looking at it, James, actually. Okay, that's far more hardcore than mine. So did you... Helen, who did you say? Uh, I I think it would be him, but if we were playing Hunger Games, I'd pick him. He said you. 
Okay, I, think I, get, I think I'd get overly aggressive and get killed earlier. <laughs> he'd go like, he'd go like hide in a tree. Yeah, hide up in a tree. Like. <laughs> Who would win if you were both in a jump off? Correct. Four points. Okay, now we have to tally it up. That was a strong final round. That was strong. Four, five, six, seven, and a half. It is a tie, actually. Um, because Boyd and Silver so they also half, scored. They got a half point also, didn't they? They got a half point also. I think because I was being generous and lenient on one of the, like, sort of within range answers so you both got seven and a half out of 15 that is pretty pretty good going we've not had a tie on the show before um but congratulations you win absolutely nothing apart from uh, bragging rights that actually out of everything in life you know each other pretty well um so that's good that's good to to include um thank you both very very much for playing along with our valentine's quiz thank you very much Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed it. I always love the Valentine's Quiz Show every year because I feel like we get a real insight into relationships and people's competitive spirits that we wouldn't otherwise get. Uh, So we will see who we can put on the hot seat next year. Uh, But for now, it is a a grand tie between the Martins and the Allistons, uh, the East Coast versus the West Coast, uh, equal ground going into the most romantic day of the year. There you go. Listeners, uh, lots more coming your way in fact the next show is going to be a preview of 2024 uh, the whole team will be here it's kind of look forward to some of the best bits that are coming our way one fairly major event happening in the summer but lots of other things to look forward to as well so do join us then but for now that is all we've got time for an enormous thank you as always to all of our guests and to you guys for tuning in Thanks for listening to the USCA official podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback, then we would love to hear from you. Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.